Welcome to the Gut360 podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Breacher, a registered associate nutritionist on a mission to empower you to transform the health of your mind, body, and gut. This podcast is the place where we share nutrition tips, mindset tools, and actionable steps to help you thrive on your journey to a healthier gut and a happier you. If you're ready to get into the driver's seat of your own health and unlock your full potential, you're in the right place. And I'm so glad you're here. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Gut360 podcast for your weekly dose of Monday morning gut health inspiration and education. Today, I'm sharing all the secrets to getting a good night's sleep. And I'm going to start off by sharing the best foods to eat and then talk about some foods to avoid or be mindful of. We'll also go through some lifestyle hacks, evening routines, and of course, we'll be exploring how gut health fits into the picture with the gut sleep connection. This is the Gut360 podcast after all. I can't believe we're already on to episode nine of the podcast, and that means there's only one more episode of season one coming out next week. And then after episode 10, season one is officially over and I'll be taking a short break from the podcast. So I just wanted to give you guys the heads up about that before we get into today's episode. Now, you might not know this, but the food you eat or don't eat can actually impact your ability to fall asleep and stay asleep throughout the night. And what's more, certain foods can contain sleep-regulating hormones, so things like melatonin and serotonin. So pop your AirPods in and head out for your morning walk or grab a coffee or a matcha and get cozy. It's actually 9.30pm as I'm recording this, so no coffee or matcha for me right now, but I'm currently sipping on a delicious hot cacao, which I just made using the Planet Paleo Cacao Magic. I'm literally obsessed with this blend. It's got cacao, which is high in antioxidants and magnesium, and it's got other lovely nourishing ingredients as well, like five grams of collagen peptides. It has coconut milk powder for creaminess. Um, It's also got vanilla powder for sweetness. So I love that it doesn't have any artificial sweeteners in there. By the way, guys, this isn't even an ad. It's just so satisfying and always hits the spot after dinner. So I will leave my discount link in the show notes below if you want to check it out and get 10% off via that link. Let's start by understanding that both the quality and the quantity of your sleep can determine your health. From supporting your immune system, boosting your energy levels and promoting healthy hormones to reducing the risk of developing diseases, things like heart disease, stroke and even dementia. So a good night's sleep can also improve your mood, your memory and your brain performance and it might even be the secret to successfully reaching your target weight. If you are struggling to lose weight or battling with an ongoing health issue, sleep could be the thing standing between you and your health goals. I don't know if you've ever noticed that you feel hungrier and have stronger cravings after a poor night's sleep, but you can blame this on your hunger hormones. When we don't sleep enough, we experience higher levels of ghrelin, that's the appetite hormone that makes us hungry, and we get lower levels of leptin, which is the satiety hormone, it makes us feel full. And our blood sugar control is also affected by a poor night's sleep. So that might explain those cravings for chocolate after breakfast or biscuits by 10 a.m. I'm guilty too. After a poor night's sleep, you might also be tempted to rely on sugary drinks, skip the gym or to take away for dinner. And that basically cooks up the perfect storm for weight gain. I think with the hectic, fast-paced lifestyles that so many of us live nowadays, more and more people are struggling to get enough sleep. But the good news is the food you consume during the day actually has the potential to impact the quality of your sleep. 
So it's time to evaluate the effect that your daily diet could be having on your sleep pattern. Let's start with what to eat, what to include in your diet to help promote a good night's sleep. First on the list is fiber. Now, melatonin is a hormone which makes you tired at nighttime and it's released in both the brain and the gut. So supporting a healthy digestive system with fiber is essential. And foods rich in fiber include whole grains, beans and pulses, fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds. All these things are broken down slowly so they don't cause blood sugar levels to spike, which could lower your melatonin. And as a population, we're actually largely failing to consume enough fiber. We want to be aiming for at least around 30 grams a day. The next thing to include in your diet is tryptophan. Now, tryptophan is an amino acid which helps to boost the sleep hormones, serotonin and melatonin as well. And it's found in protein-rich foods. So tofu, nuts, eggs, chickpeas, lentils, fish. It's especially high in tuna, halibut and salmon. And it's best to consume it later in the day, given its ability to promote a good night's sleep. You also want to make sure you're getting in plenty of calcium because calcium works together with tryptophan to make serotonin. Research has shown that being deficient in calcium could actually make it harder for you to fall asleep and to reach deep sleep cycles. So milk is the most well-known source of calcium, but there are plenty of dairy-free sources as well, things like sesame seeds, fish with bones like tinned fish, tinned sardines, tinned salmon, whole grains, and also green leafy vegetables. As well as calcium, we want to be getting plenty of magnesium into our diets. Magnesium is a really important mineral when it comes to sleep. It can help to relax the nervous system and calm the body and mind. And magnesium can help reduce stress and anxiety. It binds to GABA receptors, so that's just a neurotransmitter in the brain, and it makes us feel relaxed. Magnesium also plays a role in the production and regulation of melatonin. So as I said, super important for sleep. And you can get magnesium from your diet by eating plenty of green leafy vegetables like spinach and kale, also pumpkin seeds, flax seeds, almonds and cashews, avocado, and my personal favorite, dark chocolate. A little tip here is that you can also absorb magnesium through the skin by adding some Epsom salts, which is magnesium sulfate to a bath. This is a great way to soothe sore muscles and help with recovery after exercise, while also being a lovely way to wind down in the evening. So what about magnesium supplements? I get asked all the time whether people should be taking magnesium supplements, and the truth is, it really depends. In theory, you should be able to get all the magnesium you need from a healthy, balanced diet. But let's be honest, so many of us don't eat a balanced diet, at least not consistently, day in, day out, all the time. And a lot of us are not meeting our daily requirements for magnesium. Also, the food we eat gets its magnesium from the soil it's grown in, but the soil has actually become quite depleted in magnesium in recent years. And that means that foods may not contain quite as much magnesium as we would expect them to. Now, another key consideration is that there are so many different forms of magnesium. I think there's around 11 forms and they all have different effects. So you need to choose the type that's most appropriate to your own unique nutritional needs. So for example, magnesium glycinate might be helpful for sleep and reducing stress. But it's so important to note that magnesium can interact with common medications as a lot of supplements can. So always speak to a healthcare professional before taking supplements. A couple more things on the list of foods to include before we move on to avoid. So we want to be including B vitamins. A combination of B vitamins work to enhance your sleep by regulating the level of tryptophan in our bodies. 
For example, we need vitamin B6 in order to make serotonin, the sleep-inducing hormone, from tryptophan. And dietary sources of B6 include fish, beef, turkey, eggs, chickpeas, and also bananas. Last on the list here is cherries. Cherries could actually help promote sleep due to their natural melatonin content. And tart cherries in particular are the richest source of melatonin, the sleep hormone. Tart cherries also contain tryptophan, which is that amino acid that might help the body to produce melatonin. So the easiest way to get this in your diet is probably by drinking tart cherry juice or concentrate. Now let's talk about what to avoid or at least be mindful of. It goes without saying sugar, alcohol, and caffeine are all going to wreak havoc on your body's circadian rhythm. So that's the natural sleep-wake cycle or your natural body clock. And we will actually talk more about the circadian rhythm in a second. But excess consumption of any of these stimulants can inhibit the sleep-inducing chemicals from being released in the brain. And so it can result in restlessness and shallow sleep while also making you more likely to wake up during the night. What's interesting is that caffeine can actually stay in the body for up to six hours. So I generally recommend avoiding any caffeine after lunchtime. You might also want to think about swapping your morning coffee for a matcha latte or a green tea. And these still contain some caffeine, but it's released at a slower, steadier rate into the body. So the alternatives give you more of a calm, gentle buzz and they help to avoid those spikes and crashes that you might get from coffee. And then ultimately that could lead to a better night's sleep. Your afternoon coffee could be leaving you tossing and turning at night too. So swap that for a golden milk or turmeric latte. I've got a lovely recipe for that on my website, elliebreacher.co.uk. Or you could go for that Planet Paleo Cacao Magic drink that I mentioned at the start, which is linked in the show notes with my discount. When it comes to alcohol, not only can alcohol cause damage to our body and our brain, it also disturbs our sleep. And yes, you might find that having a few drinks makes you sleepy and knocks you out, but the problem is the quality of your sleep after drinking is so much poorer. And the breakdown of alcohol in the liver can impact our ability to enter into that deep restorative sleep. So definitely avoid binge drinking and try not to consume alcohol within three hours before going to bed. Another thing is don't eat too close to bedtime because when you eat too close to bedtime, that can actually make it harder for you to doze off. So I would try to finish your last meal or snack at least three hours before going to bed just to allow enough time for your body to really digest the food. And it can also help reduce indigestion, bloating and acid reflux. And these are all things that might keep you up at night as well. When your body's digesting food, it can't fully relax. So you're less likely to enter into the restorative phase of deep sleep. On the Gut360 podcast, you guys know we always take a 360 approach to gut health because As you know, it's about so much more than just the food we eat. So beyond what we eat and avoid for a good night's sleep, I wanted to share three lifestyle tips with you today. The first is about our circadian rhythm, which we just touched on. So as I said, that's our natural body clock. And there are a few things we can do to help regulate this. The first, and I think the most important, is morning light. And that means first thing when you wake up, try to expose your eyes to natural daylight. I was listening to a podcast the other day, I can't even remember who, but she said sky before screens. So if you can, before you even look at your phone in the morning, definitely before you open your laptop, check your emails, head outside even for just a few minutes. You can stand on your doorstep, you can do a two minute lap around the block. If you have a garden or a balcony or even just a big window, try and get outside and let your eyes see the natural daylight. 
And what that does is it basically tells your body it's morning and in doing so, it kind of sets the timer for later on in the day for you to start getting tired 12 to 14 hours later. The second lifestyle tip is to consider your blood sugar balance. Touched on this one as well, but let's go a bit deeper. So a common reason that people wake up during the night is a blood sugar crash which comes after a spike before bed. So if you're feeling peckish after dinner, avoid the ice cream tub, avoid the biscuit tin, try and have a balanced snack. So with some protein, some complex carbohydrates and healthy fats. Could be something like an oat cake with peanut butter and half a banana. You can always chop and freeze the other half to blend into a smoothie or cook it into your porridge for breakfast. And all of these contain serotonin, which gets converted into melatonin in the body to promote a restful night's sleep. Protein, fats, and fiber really are the three keys to stable blood sugar every meal, not just your evening snack. And really, balanced blood sugar starts with breakfast and how you set yourself up for the rest of the day. I have an entire podcast episode titled How to Build a Gut-Friendly Breakfast. So go back, have a listen to that to find out how to properly fuel your day and keep your blood sugar stable. You can also check out my free ebook, which is A Week of Gut Healthy Breakfast. I'll make sure I leave the link for that in the show notes. And you'll also be able to see my other free downloads there, like how to transform your gut in five simple steps, as well as my go-to healthy shopping list that I share with my clients. Now, the third lifestyle tip is exercise. It doesn't need to be an intense form of exercise, but some movement every day is going to drastically improve your sleep. Whether you're working out or not, definitely try to get some walking in every day. They say 10,000 steps, but honestly, whatever you can manage is fine as long as you make sure you're getting up regularly, you're not sitting for really prolonged periods of time, you're moving when you can, maybe you're doing a five-minute stretch in the morning, maybe you're getting up every hour and doing a few squats if you're stuck at your desk all day. And the next thing I wanted to talk about is creating an evening routine. So I really think that developing a bedtime ritual to help you unwind in the evenings is so helpful. And this could include a warm bath. I personally love adding my magnesium bath salt, as I mentioned earlier. It could also involve reading a book in bed, listening to a podcast, sipping on something soothing like some chamomile tea. Try to avoid all screens for at least an hour before bed. Now, I know this is easier said than done. I honestly struggle to resist a late night Instagram scroll. But the blue light that these devices emit actually suppress your melatonin production and so that disrupts your sleep rhythm. I do find this one really hard because I'm actually very productive at night and I end up working most evenings during the week. It's literally 9.45pm right now as I'm recording. So I really did want to get this podcast recorded earlier but it's just been one of those days I know it's not ideal for my sleep and it isn't something I would recommend to be honest. So maybe I should be taking my own advice here, but here we are. Another tip for you guys to add into your evening routine is to sip on a herbal tea after dinner. So chamomile is the one everyone talks about, but also lavender and lemon balm. These are all really lovely soothing teas for the evening and they can help to calm your nervous system, which will promote a more restful sleep. Chamomile tea contains something called apigenin, which is an antioxidant that binds to certain receptors in your brain and that can help promote sleepiness and reduce insomnia. As promised at the start, of course, we have to talk about the gut-sleep connection. So the relationship between gut health and sleep is reciprocal, with our digestive function and our gut microbiome influencing our sleep, and a sleep deficit or a compromised circadian rhythm affecting our digestive function and our gut microbiome. So it works both ways. 
Now, let me give you just a few reasons why the gut sleep connection is so important. Number one, studies have shown that diversity in the beneficial bacteria of our gut microbiome has a positive correlation with both time spent asleep and the quality of our sleep. Number two, our gut microbiome produces neurotransmitters which impact our sleep, things like GABA. And also, given that 90% of our serotonin, our happy hormone, which gets converted into melatonin, is made in the gut, if there's dysbiosis or an imbalance in the gut microbiome, the good and bad gut bacteria, then the production of serotonin can become impaired and that can negatively influence the quality of our sleep. We also produce 400 times the amount of melatonin, our sleep hormone, in the gut than we do in our brain's pineal gland. So as you can see, super important to make sure that our gut is in really good shape. So I always try to give you guys some practical take-home tips. What can we do here to make sure that our gut health is thriving? Well, we've talked about fiber already. So some other things to think about are diversity. This one is super important. So instead of eating the same things every day, even if you think you're having apples every day and broccoli with dinner, and I don't know, you're snacking on a banana, try and switch that up. So swap your broccoli and carrots for cauliflower and mushrooms or red pepper and aubergine. Or even if you eat red peppers every day, swap it for orange peppers, green peppers, yellow peppers, all of these count as different plant points. We want to be aiming for 30 plant points a week. Don't let that overwhelm you. It doesn't just include fruits and vegetables. It's also different types of whole grains, legumes, chickpeas, nuts, seeds, and even herbs, fresh herbs, dried herbs. All of these, this diverse combination of different plant foods, they really benefit our gut bacteria. The next thing you can do for your gut health is to consume fermented foods regularly so they contain that probiotic bacteria. Things like sauerkraut, kimchi, that's fermented cabbage, um, kefir, which is a fermented milk drink, also kombucha, which is a fermented tea, and live yogurt. That's the easiest one, I think, to get into your diet. It's the most normal, kind of recognizable food. Doesn't scare too many people off. So plain, natural live yogurt is a great one to include every day. If you can include some prebiotic foods in your diet, that's gonna act as the fuel for the probiotic bacteria. So prebiotic fiber foods are onions, leeks, garlic, uh, mushrooms, lentils, bananas that are slightly underripe, so slightly on the greener side, definitely not brown and spotty. They're gonna contain some prebiotic fiber. And the last thing that you can do for your gut health is to reduce your stress levels. Huge connection here with the gut-brain axis. So whether it's walking, exercise, meditation, breath work, just doing things that make you happy, spending time with the people you care about, doing things you enjoy, all of that is going to actually benefit your gut health as well. And there you have it, what to eat for a good night's sleep, what to limit, and also my lifestyle hacks, evening routines, and the gut sleep connection. From a nutrition perspective, there really is so much that we can do to improve our chances of getting a good night's sleep, from limiting our caffeine and alcohol to balancing your blood sugar, topping up your magnesium levels. So give these tips a go and pair them with a relaxing evening routine to help you wind down. I hope you guys really enjoyed listening to this episode. I share loads more nutrition and lifestyle tips on Instagram, which is at Ellie Breach and Nutrition. And if you try any of these tips for a better night's sleep after listening to this episode, I would love to hear from you. As always, remember that none of the things we've discussed today should be taken as medical advice. And it's so important to look at what's going on for you as an individual. 
Quick favor to ask guys, if you've ever learned anything or taken away any value from my podcast, I would be so, so grateful if you could rate and leave a review wherever you're listening. I'm sure you know it makes a real difference to the amount of people that this podcast can reach. And the more people we reach, the more people we can help on their journey to a healthier gut and a happier life. I hope you have the best week ahead. I'll be back in your ears next Monday with the final episode of season one of the Gut360 podcast. So click that follow button so you don't miss it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Gut360 podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or learned something new, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. And make sure you hit follow for weekly episodes every Monday morning. Do share this podcast with anyone who you think it may benefit. And for your chance to win a free online nutrition consultation with me, just take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging at Ellie Breach and Nutrition so I can repost you. See you back here next Monday. 